I fell in love with a gangster bitch. A chola chick that'll shank your dick. Bitch from the other side of town. I live in the hills. She from South Central. And she got a tattoo on her neck. A lady Guadalupe holding her tits. I met her up at the Del Taco. I said, you hella fine. She said, you El Guapo. She was like, I don't date crackers or actors. Matter of fact, I'm a rapper. I thought she'd never get with me, but she saw me on cribs, rapping with Mickey. I put the hickey on the titties. Now her cousin Smokey wants to kill me. At the barbecue, I stood out. I was the only woodpecker in the motherfucking crowd. Cracker ass, fantastic. That's me. Cracker ass, fantastic. Dirt nasty. Woo! That is the final and last song of Bad White Rap Week, but it's doozy. Cracker ass, fantastic. (laughs) By Dirt Nasty. I think the song alone ain't great, but the video, when it's accompanied by it, is pretty funny. Jake, what did you feel listening to that song? Good memories? Bad memories? Um, I mean, it hits home. It's kind of my life. It's how I grew up. Um, no, it's uh, it, it's dirt nasty. It's, it is what it is. I think the art, the artist really depicts what he's going for in his name. <laughs> What's the line? Uh... uh so I slapped Boxster cousin at the Jack in the Box by the Inglewood Forum. Straight got my ass beat. <laughs> but I'm still hitting them ass cheeks because I. Um. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I like the very opening lines, and then uh, I fell in love with a gangsta bitch, a chola chick that'll shank your dick. Reminds me of when I fell in love with Rosa Cardoza. Yeah, well, and then Rosa Cardoza fell in love with me, so I'm I'm shocked you'd bring something like that up. I'm saying, for those that don't know that inside joke, Rosa Cardoza worked with me at Domino's, and she would just say, I'm saying, after everything she agreed with. She was in agreement. She was saying. Like I'd, so. co- I'd come back from delivery and be like, it's fucking cold out there. I'm saying <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Team Rosa Cardoza. Try to start throw blanketed like acceptable statements around her. Like, man, it's Tuesday. I'm saying. I loved she when she was. Agree. Yeah, I loved when Rosa was saying stuff. I remember she was like 18, and her her boyfriend there at high school proposed to her. And like she had a ring and all, and she was like asking me about it, and I was like, "Oh, I, I don't care." Yeah, no I'm thanks. Not, I'm not gonna offer up any thoughts on this. What's a uh, tough? All right, so Booback's in the chat, and he goes, "Jake, can we agree that cream-filled long johns suck?" Do you know what that means? I didn't catch any of the words. Cream-filled long johns. That's all of them. You went four for four. And well, it means less to me now. No, same. Um, I can't agree that they suck, Nick, because I don't know what they are. So I don't know if we should be doing that. Are they? Oh, they're a donut. They're a donut. Okay, donut. I was thinking of Long John's, like the pants filled with cream. <laughs> That's wild. 
Well, that would suck if you put long johns on. They were just creamy. I'm trying to put creamy pants on. I would totally suck. I'd ask yeah. you how your day was yesterday, but I was with you for most of it, so I know. Yeah, we did. We did a lot of it together. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I feel my. I think my natural energy has gone from the the cream filled long john thing. I still don't really know what that was, and I mean, I didn't really get to watch any sports at all. And I think it's it's taken away. Like I don't know if there's testosterone missing or what's going on, but yeah, just t- tough Wednesday. No, no watching Deportes. A lot of a lot of talking about Deportes. Yeah, you gotta you gotta. Uh, well, when did UConn play? We can talk about that. Yeah, I watched part of that, or I I went to check in uh, between. Between doing some different things, and then I saw the score at halftime was forty six to twenty. So I was like, "Well, am I gonna really? I, you know, it just crosses the line. Like, am I gonna try to bring this up on my phone while I'm doing something else? Like, no. Like, why? Why am I gonna put in the extra effort uh, when they're not? So, um, still gotta dig through those highlights a little bit. Jalen Adams got hurt, which sucks. Bad hurt um, or? Like is it was it brutal? Or is it season ending? Um, they're doing the MRA. It was it was one that it looked really bad. Um, I don't I don't necessarily think it looked like ACL. Um, but at first it was just like there was a guy kind of rolling all over his leg, and like he was kind of rolling around too. It was it was it was ugly. Um, but he uh. It was moving around and stuff. MRI, I think it's a knee sprain or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's, there's that. What's the most hurt you ever got during a sporting event? Um, I I banged up my ankle a few times. Um, I had to get crutches once. Um, I I think I just sprained it really bad. It was actually. It's a good good story in high school. I uh well, let's let's paint a full picture. So me and me and Danny Farina, good guy. I own a grad. Um I own a man. He uh me and him, we went through a phase where we'd play this NASCAR video game before practice or games if we had some time. Mhm. Of course. And so the game was at my house, which was about 10 minutes away from the school. So we'd go there, we'd play it, and we'd come back. So I think the bus left. It was like a night game. I think the bus left at like 4 or something like that, whatever it was. We're playing big, big game against Massick, Connecticut. Shout out, Monroe. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're driving there, and... The car hit a wet patch. I forget if it was raining or if it had rained or if it just get it out or if we'd been playing too much NASCAR, but I really think it was natural elements. But on our way there, we were taking one of those windy roads in Connecticut. Um, so car, his car like spins out kind of. It doesn't spin out, but the back slides out and it drives into like drives into off the road and was messed up a little bit. I think it was still able to drive, but I don't know. You're kind of shook. You're freaking 16, 17-year-old kids, and, like, car just did bad things. You're like, wow, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we 
We get to the bus for the game, and we're like, oh, we got a story to tell you guys. <clears throat> Go to the game. Danny, on a corner kick, some kid grabbed his 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 uh, his his marbles, his his man stuff, and Danny, who's this like peaceful, one hundred forty pound kid, just popped him, <laughs> just flat out popped him, straight punch, instant red card. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now I'm laughing. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, hey, hell of a day, huh, Danny? <laughs> He's like, yeah, huh, guy shouldn't have grabbed me there. <laughs> and I was like, all right, fair. That is so. Fair. We we start getting beat pretty bad. I think it's like. 4-1. They send Poppy Gordo in there up top to mix it up. Start, you know, you got to throw a Hail Mary at some point. So I go in there with that kind of attitude. So I get the ball, and I'm probably 35 yards out. I don't have a strong leg. I, I, I really don't. I, uh, like, I, I practice kicking field goals and stuff, but just not a naturally strong leg. So I go up and I try to rip one, 35 yards out. Here we go, top, Sports Center top 10. And this kid just pokes his foot in there as, I, as I'm about to kick it. So I just whack his foot. Like, the hardest I've probably kicked another human. Um, and so I started, like, hopping around and shit. I was like, ah, god damn it, kid. Like, I, I wasn't going to score that anyways. <laughs> like, just let me have my rip. Um, now you're the idiot. I had to kick you. Go to a go to a, a house party that night, Jim. House party, partying up like ah, my foot hurts a little bit. Whatever. So uh, stay stay the night there. Don't drink and drive, kids. And I wake up and doing the groggy teenage hangover, but like you're actually fine because you're a teenager. And then I take one step out of the bed I slept in. And I just fell right over. Right foot right. was just jacked up. Um, so yeah, it wasn't wasn't a. I mean, wasn't anything like bad, bad to the ankle, but like couldn't walk on it for four or five days. That's nice. You think you sprained it? Um, I forget what it was. I, Sprains are more. Contusion's a fun word. I I don't know. Bang, banged up my ankle. Yeah, that's the doctor's. I uh, I sprained my ankle like three times in hockey. Third time hockey. I sprained. Third time I sprained it, I just said, fuck it. I never had, I never got so hurt the coaches needed to like come out and check on me like mid game. Right. But also, I think that's because that was my biggest fear in the world to be the mm. kid that needed to get checked on. Like, I would have crawled back to the bench and looked like an idiot crawling back to the bench rather than stay down and have the coach come out and check. That was my mentality when I was younger. You think you ever got a concussion? No, I don't ever remember getting hit in the head hard. I think the yeah. worst feeling was getting, I got the wind knocked out of me at center ice. Me and this kid collided. We both didn't see each other. Mm. And I remember like being completely bent over, like head between my knees, just slowly gliding to the bench. My bench coach opened the door and I just fell in and I was like, <gasps> just couldn't breathe at all. It goes away quick, but that's like in the moment, like, holy shit. Am I yeah. done? My dad? Were you? Some no, I, well, I don't know. Just could have been. No one had me on one of those, like, what are those things? Charts? Heartbeat monitor? There's a name. Like an, EK, like an EKG? Yeah, yeah. No one had me on one of those. So. No one had you on an EKG on the on the hockey sideline when you had your wind knocked out. So no one. So I could have flatlined, but I wasn't hooked up to a machine. Okay. Um, 
I I ran head first into the the goalpost a couple times. I think I might have got one. You ran head first into the goalpost? Oh, I was a goalkeeper, dude. Oh, okay. That's a different picture. Yeah. But still. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's an instant jump dive. Yeah, I I remember there was one time, yeah. Like, got my bell rung real good. Mom came home. I was sleeping. And that whole, like, don't sleep if you get a concussion thing. What the hell are you doing? (laughs) Sleeping. 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 Yeah. That's what I want to do. Good. Let's go into the sports. New York Knicks news. Kevin Knox will replace Lonzo Ball in the Rising Stars game. Hey, 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 put him on display. Anthony Davis has the Knicks on equal footing with the Lakers, according to New York Times, which uh, I don't believe. You can believe it if you want, though. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, Jake, said one thing he wants to advocate coming into this season is that the the Mets, maybe the Nets too, are a damn good team. The Rangers beat the Bruins in a shootout, won seven rounds. Pretty wild, pretty fun. Uh, The Huskies got blown up by Temple, as we talked about, and CCSU is preparing to murder some Saints tonight. Hmm. They're going to call it the Friday, St. Francis Friday Massacre. Blue Devil comes to town, takes your Saints, and murders them. Devils versus Saints. It's an all-time matchup. It is an all-time matchup. Did you hear this quote from Syndergaard? I actually put it on the soundboard. I don't know why. It's not anything that special, but... Let's hear it. I want to talk about it. I think uh, we really made some serious acquisitions this offseason, and uh, these guys can really play some ball. So I think uh, one thing I want to advocate coming into spring training and coming into this season is that we're a damn good baseball team. So the reason I put this quote on here, I think, is because I read the headline and the quote one thing I want to advocate coming into the season is that we're a damn good baseball team. And Noah Syndergaard's kind of had an annoying past where he like tries to be funny or he tries to be a bit more of a personality than he actually has. So I initially read it in kind of like a oh, shut up, dude, way. But then I listen to the audio and watch it. Totally fine thing to say. <laughs> that yeah. was just that was all in my head going in. The difference between reading a quote and then actually hearing the tone it was spoken in. It was a good interview by Noah. Okay. Sorry about your head. Yeah. No, this is um this is a big thing. It's it's kind of we'll we'll talk about it with some of the NBA trades, but we're it's kind of shocking how many how many teams and how many sports have gotten away from kind of that attitude of we're a good team, let's go out there and win. <laughs> <laughs> um seriously. I mean yep. if you if if you look at all the teams in sports, and that's why football is the most popular because I think that's the most teams per year that can that can actually uh, actually make some noise. I, I wouldn't say could actually win because we do see the same teams there a lot. Although, look how quickly the Rams transformed. Look at the uh, the Eagles out of nowhere. So, yeah, no, and I we've we've loved what Brody Van GM's done for the Mets. Come in, peacock a little bit. See if you could catch some. Catch some magic. You know? I think we've missed out on a lot of Brody Van GM stories lately. I saw, I heard something. He's been putting out videos of like him in the batting cage and him pitching to people, like doing like baseball stuff. I haven't seen any of it, but I, I, I heard it on the radio when I was driving to the city, and I was like, "Have we missed out on good Brody? He's not on my radar at all." 
Yeah, I think I think it was more so. I think they did a couple silly videos, like when they when they signed a couple of the guys. Brody was in them, so I I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing little things like that. Um, which hey, it's fun. Yeah. Um, better than not doing things like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's eventually gonna matter how the team actually does, and I mean, if if he does stick around for a few years, I mean, what does what does a team look like in three years that's been run by an agent? I mean, maybe he's got his P's and Q's covered and he's, you know, he's got the right people running the minor leagues and stuff. Maybe we'll look in three years and be like, oh, the Mets. Um, yeah, if I mean, you're a Mets fan, that's kind of been the history of it. <laughs> maybe we'll be like, man, we need to find ourselves the next Brody Van GM. Oh, yeah, he could be the new trend. Could be the new McVay. Mm-hmm. Maybe you our, see the- our, our agent friend Josh Kuznick. Kushnick yeah. will be a GM soon. Some new coach that just got hired. I don't know what team it was. Packers? Like, came out and said, I'm not going to be McVay. It's like, no one said you had to be exactly McVay, dude. Good. Just be a good coach. Be your own man. Yeah, win games. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh... I had something else I wanted to say. UConn got blown out. Uh, I don't really care about this game per se, but I just wanted to get like, uh, I know that in your latest episode, you had a positive, positive spin on, on UConn or is UConn like, are you, are you done for this as a fan? Like this season's come complete wash and you're excited about the next couple seasons. Like, have you moved on? Was that what the positive spin was? Or do you, do you still have like positive hope that, they can do something in the tournament and or make something I mean, out of this season. They're pretty much out of the NCAA tournament outside of a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a lot of boxes that really need to be checked this year. Like they, so a step in the positive direction. They've they've beaten every team they've been more talented than. Like they just have, and like convincingly. Like I think. I think against the spread this year, UConn is like 13 and 10, just because when they play the crappy teams, they just beat the hell out of them, um, which is a good step. The program actually missed that the past couple of years. They got beat by Yale. Um, that uh, I think they might have lost to Northeastern, or that came down to the buzzer. Um, so, okay, so you, you take the baby step there. Their record on the road has been terrible. They're like 2 and 14 on the road the past two years, which is like the worst um, one of the worst uh, mid-major conference uh, records or whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, if we still see some road wins, that would be good. Um, they they were missing their best player for a little while, Jalen Adams, which, I mean, that's that's always tough, especially Altari Gilbert has been out lately. Oh, it's arguably their second best player. So, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, I think their past two games at Temple, they've gotten blown out. Um, there's there's still opportunity. Um, there's, there's still some opportunity for some good things, and they've had some young guys playing better of late. Josh Carlton, their big man, um, he had some he, – he was the UConn example early in the season. When they played bad teams, he was averaging like 14 and, and 9 – when he when they were playing good teams, he was averaging like literally like two and one, and it was just like, dude, like what are you? Are are you going to be okay against real teams ever? And so he started to play well against real teams, and he's a big man, which they haven't had in a while. 
They have a good big man recruit coming in next year. So you're um, positive about next year. So there's still positivity about next year, but um, that needs to be fueled by some good things this year, which should be able to happen. Um, and this this is a tough stretch for them. They've got four more kind of tough games coming up, and then they end the year with four easy games. So if they could sneak out a couple here and not have the season fully derailed, they could get some momentum into the conference tournament, and then if you win a game or two, they might go to the NIT. Um, I, well, I don't no, know. You, right. you can't rule anything out. But, yeah, I mean, not normal UConn expectations. Cool. I think that's all for Tri-State News. The Rangers had a fun shootout seven, seven rounds. Zibby, yeah. Zibby netted one. I was seeing I more had, things. Zibby's the best ever. Best ever that ever was. Had a, had a friend that was there, Jack Strobel. Jack, what's up? All right, national news. And Bought we... a beer for an underage girl. Throw him under the bus. Whoa. NBA trade deadline, and the action has been hot. Harrison Barnes traded from Dallas to Sacto. LeBron with the IG post about it. Oh, these hoes ain't loyal. Washington, a couple salary dumps, essentially. Markeith Morris to the Pelicans. Otto Porter, Otto, fun name, to the Bulls. Rockets with a three-way trade. They get Nick Stauskas. Cleveland gets a protected first-round pick out of it. A lot of bodies, not a lot of good bodies. Uh, no Anthony Davis deal yet. Not, not, not a lot of optimism. Thon Maker for Stanley Johnson. Always love a good one-for-one one trade. Um, Brady. There's This was actually really cool. You put this clip up here. There's a good clip of Tom Brady urge, urging Belichick to kick the late field goal to clinch the Super Bowl. And, I mean, I'd say the biggest news of all, besides Bryce Harper meeting with the San Francisco Giants, all horse racing in the U.K. called off on Thursday due to equine flu breakout. All horse races called off. That's tough, man. Gamblers. I, I, I know. Yeah, it's tough for the gamblers. It's tough if you own a horse. It's tough if you are a horse. Well, do the horses get sick or are the humans getting sick? Equine flu makes me think it's the horses. Yeah, but swine flu would make you think pigs, but it was humans. Well, you tell me, Big Daddy. You're the one that put it on there. I don't know. I'm just wondering. I, there's All a right. picture of them giving a horse a shot. It'd be funny if, like, back in the 30s, they probably didn't care about this and just made a bunch of really sick horses race. It's messed up. Showed who the strongest horse was. I'm not a big horse racing fan, but I'm a big horse racing movie fan. You are a huge horse racing movie fan. Hidalgo, Seabiscuit. Secretariat, like fantastic movies. I love every movie about horse racing. I don't, I don't care about horse racing. What is equine flu? Highly contagious respiratory disease which can affect horses, donkeys, and mules of any age, sex, or breed. So, so the humans aren't getting harmed. No humans getting harmed. So it's nice. They really care about those horses. As as said, bad time to own a horse or be a horse. Or a gambler. 
One-way trades are fun. Thon Maker for Stanley Johnson. Just fun so to yeah. picture them walking past each other and like just nodding. Like, hey, I'm as good as you. Just eyeing each other up. Yeah. Um, and this this was kind of a fun one because it is just two guys that like that's all the analysts were like, <laughs> yeah, these guys both needed change of scenery. He's like, all right, good good for you guys. But you always wonder how that goes. If you've played fantasy sports and you've tried to make a trade, you wonder if it goes down like that because you're always scared to trade one person for one person because if the other person does better, you look like an idiot. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. So you Thon wonder, if, you wonder now- if NBA GMs are like, hey, so I'm kind of interested in that Thon Maker guy. And you're like, okay, well, I'm, we're, we're, you know, we're kind of interested in Stanley Johnson. You wonder who's the first to be like, well, what if what if we just traded him, huh? So I have a I think that how it works is they don't have names yet, but one GM reaches out and just says I I need to do a one for one. Okay. It's more of a numbers game. Who That's knows? interesting too, because you'd like to think with all the technology and Slack out there, why wouldn't GMs do some stuff that's like a if you were in a an intense fantasy football league. Like why wouldn't there be a trade block section where they'd be like, Hey, looking to trade Thon maker for another young player that needs a change of scenery. And then Detroit was like, Oh, we got Stanley Johnson. You don't think that happens. I think that definitely happens. I think it does, but I think people would laugh at that idea. Yeah. I think that's for sure how it happens. It was a three way trade, which is much more complicated than a one for one. Oh, Oh, is this is this going to mean anything to any team, Jake? Ooh, that's a great question. Because Jim. every NBA trade that I come across, like Porzingis is huge. So right. that's that's an outlier from what I'm about to say. But every other one, it's kind of just like, you take this, I'll take this. We're both not going to win the championship, so who cares? NBA has a lot of poop for poop trades to try to clear up some cap and different things. Um, you could see that the Rockets ended up getting three guys, and they've... They've been playing guys off the street nowadays. Um, like literally, I think the the Rockets signed some guy that played in like a in a pro am event that was in Houston, and they were just like, "Wow, you you played pretty good. You wanna you wanna sign up?" So that they're uh, they they got some NBA bodies. I'm in Shumpert, Nick Stauskas, Wade Baldwin. Um, Cavs get a pick. Um, the only thing that I think is really important, the Suns and the Heat did a real ugly trade, just poop for poop. Um, that's, that's my deep, deep analysis. I think we, I talked about it a little bit yesterday and I, I didn't go too, too deep dive on you, but it was kind of my speech before I was giving about the Mets, the Sixers Clippers trade from yesterday, Tobias Harris, essentially for some picks, a uh, couple young guys. It's, uh... Like, the Sixers were getting killed. The Sixers traded for easily the best player in the deal, a guy that's averaging 21 points and eight rebounds. The 76ers arguably have the second-best top-four players on a team in the NBA. You could argue best top-five or second-best top-five, too, which that's how many players on the court. Hot take. Um, (laughs) And, like, they were getting killed for it because they were like, well, you know, this guy's a free agent, they're not sure if he's going to sign, and they lose those picks. And it's like, how far away have we gotten from, like, this team is trying to win now. This is the team that we were mad started tanking in the NBA, 
and now they put some of their chips in and make a play at it to arguably be the most talented team in the East, and people are just like, oh, no, not a little too much risk for me. And it's like, well, uh, okay, sorry. So- sorry that a team's put themselves in position to be the best team in their conference and go to the NBA Finals. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. You are sorry, and you apologize profusely. I'm sorry about it. Uh, the, the 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 mic'd up stuff. We talked about this yesterday with baseball. How like they need to mic players up because now there's Brady being mic'd up and Belichick. And I love both these clips. Brady, like you said, I don't have the audio for this one, but I remember watching this in live time. And the decision was kick the field goal to just end it, or try to get the one yard to like really end it. And Brady's throwing his arms up and talking to Belichick. I remember watching the Super Bowl live time, thinking, "Oh, Brady's like trying to plead his case for the ball." Give me the ball. Get the one yard. Like, we got it, you know? Turn, right. the, turn the mics on, and Brady's like, why don't we just kick the field goal? It's 40 yards. It's over. And Belichick's like, okay, cool. We got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was cool, and it's... I mean, I actually I just thought of this, but um, if they had missed it and the Rams had done something, like, Tom Brady looks like a really bad guy. I bet that um, audio doesn't come out then. Yeah, there's a chance. <laughs> um. And yeah, I mean, 40-yard field goal, again, I mentioned my weak lake, and Poppy Gordo's good from 43 right now. Um, did but, you see Did yeah. you see the Belichick mic'd up when they won it? Um, I don't think so. It's it's pretty weird. I have I have it right here because I think it's pretty weird. Okay. This is after they win. We're champions! <laughs> We're champions, man! We're champions! <laughs> All right! <laughs> I can't decide if that's Belichick putting on an excited act or if he's genuinely been turned into like that little kid. I think it's all an act. I think he's like, okay, how do I act happy that we won the Super Bowl? So he, ah, we're champs. Ah, we're champs. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think Belichick he he shows he shows emotion after when they if they win the AFC Championship game and if they win the Super Bowl. And I think those are literally the two goals going into the year because one leads to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and those are the only time he shows emotion, and that's literally everything he works for. So I I think it's pretty genuine. And people say when. When he's like, no, it's it's all an act when he's in front of the microphone that that mumbling. Think about if if mumbling interview Belichick was actually the guy that coached the players. That'd be cool. Hey, all right, coach, what are we working on in practice today? Well, you know, we're going we're gonna to run the ball and then we're going to practice. Don't you think it's a little and... funny to just be yelling we're champs like I like our age would be saying, let's go. Let's fucking go. I think my dad's age would just be like, woo, like wooing and. Like, yeah, but just, we're champs. We're champs. Champs. That's the goal. Made me laugh. Made me laugh, and then Edelman comes over with Belichick's grandson, granddaughter, and he's like, Grandpa, uh, coach, here's your kid. Here's your granddaughter. There you go. It's a weird scene. We're champs. I love Belichick. I, I don't know if he said it at the parade this year. A couple years ago, they asked him about, like, what, what his plans are, and he's like, I got to get going on next year. We're, we got a month late. We're a month late to planning. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're a month behind the planning schedule for next year. I love that. It's a good line. 
there's some there's some good coach stories that leak out about any coach, but Bel Belichick's got him too. They said that like it's it's year round. They said there was one year that they like I think he said like, All right guys, let's let's come in this Sunday and they go, It's Mother's Day. And he's <laughs> like, Oh <laughs> So uh yeah, football guy stuff, but um yeah, he's 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 the best. You don't want to talk about KD in the media at all? I do a little bit. So I read the quotes and I I mean I actually don't hate it. Like he's you know, he 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 called out a, one guy way too much from the athletic, but I I I'd have to know more about the environment, but he's like, yeah, this this guy writes an article for the athletic, it gets a bunch of clicks and it sounds like it's from my point of view and it's not. And like you guys come in here every like we just won a basketball game, hundred forty one to one oh eight or whatever it is, and then you guys come in here asking about free agency? Like that is on the media. You know? Like uh, it's not uh, like Kevin Durant goes up there and he's like, Hey, let's talk about my free agency or let's talk about the off season. Like it's the media coming in, which I don't know, it's it's a little it's it's a little touch and go for me. Like I, I think his, I think his gripes are fair, but the way he goes around it suck and is bad. Oh yeah. I mean that's just like, him. Like he could easily like just deject any dumb questions with a joke or some sort of humor and like deflect them instead of not talking to the media for a week straight and then when he finally sits down, it just whines. And like his whining is fair cuz like what what they're doing and constantly asking does suck, but there's so many athletes have, have handled it so many better ways. He's like, not the first right. person to be asked dumb questions over and over and over again. He's probably not the 100th. Like it just comes with being in this territory. So he handles it terribly. I'm sure like it's annoying as hell. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, it's annoying and it's frustrating. So he ignores them for a week and then he comes back and they do the same stuff. So he kind of went at them. He's, he's trying to get them to not ask those questions. I mean, what else is he supposed to say at this point? Yeah. Like, but I'm now sure they're just going to ask he's, him. He's all said the more. generic stuff multiple times. The, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about it this season and stuff. So at a certain point, I mean, I'd, I'd probably snap and send it back at them a little bit. I mean, he's not going to handle it great because he's a kid that, only played basketball his whole life. I've I've mentioned this, like some people, some people say that in a bad way. That you'll see the people, people come out with the tweets like, "Hey, just dribble the basketball and collect your millions." And it's like, okay, let's let's not make them less than humans. But at the same time, in this situation, this guy hasn't interacted with a lot of humans. He spent his life fourteen hours a day shooting a basketball until we fed him millions of dollars. So, I I don't know. It's um I. For this this specific example, I'm. I mean, if you want to be mad at Durant, that's fine. But I think you should be equally parts mad at the media, just because, like that. I mean, you're you did it to yourself. Well, I'm not mad um, at anyone. I just think he's handling it poorly. And then, um, I I just tagged you in it on Instagram, but um, so the Harrison Barnes, excuse me, the Harrison Barnes trade I mentioned. There's something a little unique about it, um. He got traded mid-game, so like he got benched mid-game, which we don't see a lot. Normally, guys that get traded, it's before or after the game, or they sit them out because they intentionally don't want them to get hurt. Um, and LeBron came out with this post, and it's all about, oh, it's best for the franchise. Harrison Barnes had zero idea, and then he comes back, and he's like, but I'm not knocking who traded him because it's a business. 
Um, and like he kind of he walks all over himself a little bit. Um, and then he talks about like basically there's no loyalty, and uh, this has over five million views now, which is pretty wild. Um, but people are talking about this like this is kind of gospel. Yet, I I guess what, and and this is me coming back to what what I just said about people saying, hey, just dribble the basketball. I mean, in your contract, if you sign a money contract without a no trade clause. I mean, that's what you've signed into. Like, that is part of the obligation, knowing that you could be traded. And the the thing that I hate that's being overlooked right now that I haven't heard anyone say is, so he got traded to Sacramento, who's actually pretty solid this year. Um, Dallas did it, essentially, to clear some cap space for next year. But Sacramento did this because Harrison Barnes has a big option for next year that he's probably he should accept. And Sacramento did that because they thought they weren't going to be able to get any big-time free agents. So Sacramento brought this guy in to essentially value him more than his current team, and yet people are up in arms like, oh, man, no, no loyalty out here. It's like, hey, this guy's getting put on a better team, a team that wants him. Like, I, I think we should be celebrating this, not being like, wow, the no loyalty, huh? It's like, right, you could do that with any trade. LeBron, you force trades of your own players. You're currently forcing trades of your own players right now. So what are we doing? I think what LeBron's upset about is that they traded him and the whole world knew before he knew, and then they're showing his face on TV, and you just look like a dope or feel like you look like a dope, which I agree with totally. Like when they when they thought they were doing that to Flores for the Mets and he started crying, great moment. But uh, I think I think good organizations handle that well and will pull the player aside and say, hey, we're working on this deal. Just want to let you know. That's how the Yankees and the White Sox, they all told that story. Like Todd Frazier, Robertson, like, hey, we're working on a deal. It might happen, uh, blah, blah, it, to just trade a guy. And then he finds out because the Jumbotron's on him and it says just traded. And now you have his reaction on camera. That's fucked up. So I do agree with LeBron on that aspect. But yeah, you're gonna get traded and stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get that, and it's oh, and learned of Pier- deal in game. But I, Paul Pierce I, said that Barnes knew he was in, like, knew it was about to happen. But and and was asked if he wanted to play, and Barnes said he wanted to play. So LeBron's thing is completely null and void then. Yeah, I mean, I, the news broke in the fourth quarter, um, and he. He chose to remain on the bench and support his soon-to-be former teammates. Like, this is supposed to be, like, a nice story. Like, I got, I got, I didn't have to play in this game, and I did. I got traded, and I could leave right now and say sayonara, or at least hide and gather all my stuff in the locker, give some handshakes and roll out. But no, I'm going to stay and support my team. Like, get out of here, dude. But because LeBron said it, and it's defending the players. It's like, oh, yeah, this is gospel. And it's like, no, almost everything good here should be Harrison Barnes. But because of what you're saying, you've now made it a bad thing. Well, it goes back into your thing, like not being in touch with reality. They're like, <clears throat> we get treated like we're just part of like the business, blah, blah, blah. And the fans should have sympathy for us. Yo, fans work nine to fives where they have bosses that treat them like worse and yeah. have the deadlines that are worse and they're not getting paid nearly as much, which I'm not, no knocks there, skill level, skill level. But I mean, they just think like, I don't know, I think they forget like everyone has shitty bosses. Everyone. Yay. 
gets fired, you get, gets moved around. You get around. yelled at in an gotcha. open office and you still got to work the rest of the day. I mean, yeah. Like that's that's real life for a lot of people. So, I don't know. I'm uh Sorry, sorry Bronny. We're we're not there today. Let's call it a half. Another late half. First for first couple weeks we couldn't get to like 30 minutes in the sports. Now we're just filling time. In time. Filling time. You got anything for halftime? You just want to keep 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 a moving. Um, NBA trade deadline is today. We'll see if Davis moves. I'm I'm excited for it. You'll it uh, you'll probably just get a a mismatch of of poop trades, but what uh I don't know. It's always exciting because you do get a little extra NBA drama. Drama, drama, drama. I read the news today, oh boy. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. A woman has been arrested for chasing a man through traffic naked after he left the hotel room because she declared she wanted to have a baby and kids. And he said, no, I just wanted the sex. She ran around saying, I loved you. Arrested. Uh, uh, The famous Japan shoe sniffer admits that his sexual kicks drove him to steal 70 pairs of used footwear. A man previously charged with molesting a horse was now arrested again for burglary. Step in the right direction. A man's request for a vanity plate denied because his last, na- last name is Osman, spelled Assman, and a statue of Satan was captured by the Pakistani government. Thank God. Oh, wrong button. I read the news today, oh boy. Some stuff here, Jake. Some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I guess I, I'm interested by your phrasing of man previously charged with molesting a horse arrested again for burglary. You said you that, that was a step in the right direction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the the man? For the man and the horse. So you think he's like he's dis- basically he's descending from worse things he can do to lesser things. So you think molesting a horse is worse than burglary? Yeah, because that's a crime of like being messed up in the head. Burglary could be a, a crime of desperation, you know? Good people have been driven to burglary. Not I mean, good. No good. Be. No good person's been driven to molesting a horse. Oh no! Have you looked at the guy? Yeah, yeah. He's a really. He looks like, like a him. fucking horse molester. Yeah. If you if you run into Daniel James Bennett, get out of there. Daniel James Bennett, the kid that uh, the hitchhiker I picked up, his last name was Bennett. He was from Kentucky. I wonder if they're related. Deputies removed a taser, a pair of hairstyling scissors, a pack of razor blades, and a large rubber sex toy with tube attached to it. Um, yeah, I mean, again, you could do uh, do anything you want in this world. Yeah, so that's good. No, He's no longer molesting horses. He's just burglarizing. Uh, what's after burglarizing? He's just going to like, uh, he's going to get some parking tickets and then eventually he's a good citizen. You th- you think he's on the right path. Okay. You should be this guy's lawyer. Yeah. Your honor, your honor. 
Yes, he burglarized this place, but did you hear what he did last week? This is nothing. What did he do We're last better. week? He fucked his neighbor's horse. This is better. It doesn't, this is better. It doesn't feel like it, but we're making progress. Yeah, yeah. How about this uh, this guy who's like uh, in Japan? He's, I yes, I do get off by smelling feet, and yes, that did lead me to s- steal seventy pairs of used sneakers. Yes, you, you fucking got me. Guilty. He's on trial. Yeah, it's the it's a theft. This guy's crescendoing upwards. Next, he's going to bang a horse. This is his quote on the matter. I did it to get sexual pleasure by sniffing the smell of well-worn shoes, regardless of their owners being men or women. So, that, so okay. Equal opportunity shoe sniffer here. Yeah. This, Wonder, is, this is theft. This is burglary. Mm-hmm. This is a mix of burglary and being a little sick in the head. Sure. I mean, the, the motive was being a little sick in the head, but I mean, the, the illegal act was was burglary. Who's to, I mean, you know, it just sucks. Like, I love the smell of fresh cut grass. Right. Spring comes around. If I'm driving around and there's, I can take the highway or I can take some back roads, I'll take some back roads, drive past some baseball fields with the windows down, get my sniffs in, you know? I can't control that I like the smell of fresh cut grass. It was just, I was just, that was just nur- nature, nurture, whatever it was. But that's something I like now. This dude likes the smell of gross feet. He's got to deprive himself. He not girls feet, just feet, man. Gross feet. I said gross. Gross feet. Well, it doesn't say gross feet. I'm guessing. Don't label it that way. I'm guessing he likes to smell. I'm guessing like if your foot doesn't smell like foot, he's like this ain't doing nothing for me. Well, let's not speak for him. Let's wait till we get him on the show, but. Um, yeah, he likes he likes what he likes. Um, you have to find a way to contain that. Um, if we had him on the show and we had him smell my feet and your feet, would you want to be the one he preferred or would you want to be the one he didn't prefer? What's the always better... want to be the preferred? N- yeah, same. Always need to be wanted. Yeah, I don't really get smelly feet. Some people get it like bad. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I guess I haven't had a a bad smelly foot incident in a while. Um, I don't know. Yeah, for me it was all it was always the goalie gloves, hockey gloves. We've talked about. Yeah, I mean the feet. The feet have been. Uh, I don't know if I've got a good rotation right now or what it is, but you know, my grandma it, doesn't wear socks. She's eighty eight years old, and she just ne- she had to wear socks because she broke something and uh so i had to help like put socks on and she had never worn socks she had like questions about wearing socks and we're like you never wear socks cramps it's middle of winter not so, into no, it no just your feet don't get cold no they've trained them <laughs> just sand socks life for 80 years bless her heart some jesus shit how about this uh this next story a uh this canadian guy jake his last name is Assman. His name is Dave Assman, but it's pronounced Osman. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Uh, he wants. He's from Saskatchewan, and he wants to get a vanity plate. And they're like, "We can't give you a vanity plate because your last name's Assman." Uh, he's like, "It's my last name. I've always had it. I'm not ashamed of it. There's nothing bad about it." Well, it's Assman though. Uh, then the person who wrote this article about Assman had a fun time because, like, listen to this 
<laughs> listen to this. For Assman, his name carries a proud legacy. His great-grandfather, an Assman himself, would help other farmers during hard times. An Assman himself is pretty fun to write. That's a fun sentence. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy this person shied away from the Seinfeld joke, which I made last night when we were interviewing um, someone for Talking Yanks, but Cosmo Kramer, the ass man. I mean, that's, a, that's an all-time joke that so many people are going to appreciate, get a little chuckle, and move on from. Um, and this writer didn't go for it, so I actually appreciate that. I'm a big fan of Hope Schreiber. His name is Hope? Her name. No, that's the that's the writer. Her name, yeah. Well, it could be his name. Would you rather? Would you name your da- daughter or son Hope? Um, I think I've only seen the female version of that. I mean, I I won't be using it either way, but um, I think that's only a a female name, really. Probably, yeah. But you never know with these days. A statue of Satan was captured in Pakistan by the government. So I don't know how the statue of Satan got there, but. It's been captured. Tough day. Tough day for Satan. I hope that's not symbolic for our CCS blue, CCSU Blue Devils tonight. Maybe they're sneak in. And, uh, yeah, I hope it's not symbolic. They're going to murder him, Jake. Don't even worry about it. I won't even worry about it then. All right, here's the next segment called I'm going to hit a random button on the soundboard because I don't have a name for this segment yet. I hit the drum drum beat. This segment is uh, call in and leave some voicemails for Friday's show. 908-845-5792. We don't have a theme or anything, Jake, but we haven't had John Boy and Jake Radio voicemails in a while. Um, my dream is to, in the future, do like free-for-all shows where, you know, the people call in with stories or questions or or whatever they, they want. So I'm sure. just, it's just going to, a friendly reminder, if you got something you think you want to talk about, on the show, call in, leave a voicemail, 908-845-5792. Let's get into the things that everyone really likes. Battle of the day, it's the battle of the day. Battle of the day, battle of the day. Jake, 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 he's on a heater. He's one for his last one. Meanwhile, I am two for my last two. We both sit at 12 and nine, so we're both still over 500. The under hit yesterday, I'm told, barely. I'm told it was shaky. Vegas worked their magic again, but so did Jake. Jake, you're now two and one on the week. A win here locks up the no accent bet. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still planning on having a winning week. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my Huskies. I uh, I thought it was going to be a low scoring match. Um, luckily, it was just a low scoring match for them. They only scored 63 points. Um, there was a three point shot at the end to get it. It did not happen. Big kudos uh, for me for agreeing with you because a lot of people thought. I was gonna disagree just because you know you're 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 about to be bad. You lost two in a row. Everyone was like, "Jake's going cold. He's a streaky good dude." Smart play would be to disagree with him, Jimmy. But I I read past that. So really, really good job by me. Yeah, 
That is a really, really good job by you. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got a few options. I got a little. All right, I've already had one flip flop in my head, which is a little scary. Um, let's let's go to the pros, Jim. Let's go to the professional basketball league. And let's go to the Indiana Pacers. They're playing the Clippers tonight, Jim. Who's home? The Pacers are home. Okay. So I mean, do you want logic? Where where are you at right now? Let let's you walk us through your head now that you you kind of need you need space and time to operate. All right. Next thing I need to know is the spread. So the Pacers are favored by six points. Okay. And the Pacers are at home. Um, I mean, I gotta, I gotta do some research. Do Jim, you have I, what I'm you're doing? I'm gonna be able to convince you on this so easily. So the Clippers are the team that traded Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. So the Clippers team as a whole knows that they're. I mean, he was he was basically their best player. They they know that they're kind of punting for the rest of the season. There's a youth move, so it is a lot of young guys now. So I mean, they've they've got that going for them. The young guys normally bring it, but they just trade their best player. It's right before the deadline. Guys are probably nervous they're going to get traded too. Um, Indiana now they had their best player Victor Oladipo hurt a couple weeks back. You remember that, but they've still been playing okay. But Jimmy. The most deciding factor, because I think the Clippers getting rid of Tobias Harris is big, but if you'll remember, the Pacers just killed the Lakers. They gave them that 40-plus point loss, which was historic, and those Indiana vicious fans basically scared LeBron's teammates out of the gym talking about how they were going to beat him. So I think our Pacers are hot, their fans are hotter and the Clippers are coming in just losing their best player. I, I think this is three money. The Clippers lost to the Lakers, 123 to 120. The Pacers beat the Lakers 1 million to 1. Right. So you're on the Pacers. Pacers, baby. By six. By six or more points. At home. At home. I'm with you. Wow. Jake is stupid, but he's smart. Th- that is going to be the biggest pause between buttons now to make sure I hit the right one. <laughs> yeah. Did you hit it? <laughs> Jake is stupid, but he's smart. Okay. I didn't hear it on my end. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't come through on the YouTube chat. Okay. Because they only do one audio at a time. But so we're taking the... Uh, we're taking the Pacers. I'm filling out the sheet here. I should let people see this sheet. I could give people access to it. Sure. Uh, we're taking the Pacers. Would, would anyone want access to your past betting sheet? Is that a weird oh, thought? Yeah. Okay. So we're taking the favorite. Last time you took the favorite, you lost. Okay. So, wow. Getting bucking here. Bucking trends. All right, uh, there we go. It's locked in, Jake. It's locked in the spreadsheet. Already says the people need it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give people the sheet. It's got also got the songs on here that I use. So 
you will be able to know what song is coming up. And that might ruin things for you if you like the songs being a surprise. But I, again, I don't think anyone does that. You know what the theme is next week for Song Shake? What's that? Songs with girls' names in the title. Okay. Do you have a quick request that pops to your head? Is there one that jumps to your head right away? Sweet Melissa. I don't know that song. but Yeah, you do. Well, I couldn't figure it out from that. Sweet Melissa. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, the horns aren't in there. Uh, <laughs> you know Sweet Melissa. Who sings it? Uh, what is it? Almond Brothers? Doobie Brothers? Some other brothers? <laughs> One of them hippie jam bands. Yeah. It's kind the of Almond Brothers. Was raised on. The Almond Brothers. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know it by name or lyrics. Maybe if I heard it, I'd know it. But I was never. I was never. Annette Fish, Almond Brothers. Uh, all those bands, dead, dead. I think you're making a pretty big leap from Fish to Almond Brothers. Well, I'm just thinking of like jam bands. If you're not those singing, are pretty good noises. If you're not singing words, I mean, should. Oh, Jake, you know what we didn't do that we could do real quick? Sure. Yeah, we need to. I thought this was going to be our big close. Now it is the one and done. John Boy and Jake Fantasy Golf Tournament Challenge has moved on to the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Another sloppy tournament. Pro-Am. The picks are in. I made my pick 30 seconds before we went live. Wow. Because I forgot to make my pick because yesterday was a crazy day for Jake and I. And I'm feeling rather confident in my pick. Did you do any research, or did you just let it rip? Just let it rip. Wow, so excited for this. I just pulled up the sheet and picked two names. No idea why or how. My top pick, Jake, is a guy that you've already used. Brant Snedeka. 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 Vanderbilt. My backup pitch pick is uh, Matt the Gooch Cooch. That's your backup? Yeah, oh, backup shouldn't matter, but hey, you never know. I, I like that. Um, so uh, we the picks are not in from everyone else. I think you're still time, so hurry up and do it. It starts yeah, at 11 a.m. Eastern, so no, by the time you're listening to this, <laughs> by the, the time this app, is uploaded and you listen to the end of the episode, <laughs> it'll be too late. Um if you're one of those fast forward people, though, um, I can tweet maybe. it out. I can tweet it out right now. I'll just say, "Get your picks in." Get your picks in. Get your picks in. So who'd you go um, with? I, I went um, with a man from your part of the world, Jimmy. That's interesting. I live so many different places. I don't know where you're referencing. I'm taking an Aussie. I'm taking Adam Scott. Adam um, Scott. Yeah, he, he played some good golf a couple weeks ago, and um, I he's he's known for being great at everything except putting, and they were saying that the greens are so tight and small like this week that that's actually going to be beneficial to him. That okay. like he's he's going to be so much better at putting it on the green than his putting. That it's actually going to be a leg up for him, so I'm just taking a chance with it. I'm I'm rolling the dice. 
Okay. I like that. I like that. Doesn't he have a doesn't he have a very beautiful wife? Um, or is that I wouldn't doubt it. Or is that uh Adam is that Day. Jason Jason Day. Day has the one who got ran into by LeBron, if you remember that. They were sitting courtside. She had to go to the hospital. That was um, rude of LeBron. I, I'm sure Adam Scott does okay. And Jim, I I think just putting putting my final bow tie on everything, and this is I hadn't seen this. My my guy Ryan Rossillo, who I love, um, he tweeted this an hour ago. He said LeBron, who would get rid of any teammate to help his own cause, is mad that Mavs traded Barnes before the game ended. KD, who signs one-year deals, is mad about free agent speculation. I like both guys, but when when did playing in the NBA become this terrible burden for the player? And that's that that that's the I I think we were the same thing on the LeBron part. KD, I think that really is a good point. Like you, the one who's chosen to sign these one-year deals to kind of build yourself up and give you flexibility. If you didn't, you wouldn't get these questions. So I think that's a great point. So now you're mad at him. I'm a little more mad at him. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So fuck KD. Fuck LeBron. That's John Boy and Jake Radio. Fuck KD. Fuck Th- KD. This is Cracker Ass Fantastic. I don't have it up, but we'll get to it. Here we go. Cracker Ass Fantastic ends the show. We'll be back tomorrow with best song in the world ever that ever existed in the entire world. I fell in love with a gangster bitch, a chola chick that'll shank your dick. Bitch from the other side of town. I live in the hills. She from South Central and the rare town and central a lady Guadalupe holding her tits. I met her up at the Del Taco. I said, you hella fine. She said, you El Guapo. <laughs> she was like, I don't date crackers or actors. Matter of fact, I'm a rapper. I thought she'd never get with me, but she saw me on Cribs rapping with Mickey. I put the hickey on the titties. Now a cousin Smokey. Wants to kill me at the barbecue. I stood out. I was the only woodpecker in the motherfucking crowd. Cracker ass, fantastic. That's me. Cracker ass, fantastic.